Ramadan. gives his spirit mightily through word and through sacrament. For our friends who are worshiping online or on the radio, just a reminder, you can always go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you can find under the resources tab the bulletin for the service so you can follow along. Also, there is a give tab where you can give your offering to the Lord. Just a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. We are raising funds for our LAMP mission teams as they prepare to go and serve in northern Canada in July. TJ's Pizza and Pie and Cookie Dough are all on sale through June 18th. Uh, that LAMP team will then receive a portion of the proceeds for their mission trip. You can find those order forms at the Welcome Center and more information about that is in your chapel weekly. Next weekend, we will begin a new summer worship and Sunday school and Bible class series called God's Living Water. Uh, that series will focus on the theme of the living water, Jesus Christ, and how God, throughout the, throughout the scriptures, he uses water to serve his purposes and, and for his good and for his glory. As part of the celebration of the start of that and the start of summer, we will have our Sunday uh, services outdoors next weekend. Our Saturday service will be here in the sanctuary, uh, but both Sunday services will take place on the lawn outside, weather permitting, of course. So if you're coming, if you want to have a little more comfortable chair than one of our metal chairs, you can bring a lawn chair if you would like. Uh, we look forward to that special weekend next weekend, weekend of June 4th. And with the beginning of summer comes uh, looking forward to Vacation Bible School. That's coming up real soon. Uh, this year, Chapel of the Cross is partnering with Grace Chapel and Blessed Savior Lutheran Churches for Vacation Bible School. Uh, dates of VBS are Sunday, June 25th through Thursday, June 29th. And that will take place in the evening from 5.30 until 8 o'clock each day. Uh, the location is going to be at Grace Chapel this year, and VBS is for kids who are age 4 through age 11. Now, volunteers are needed to help with that, adults and kids that are 12 and, 12 and up. Uh, please sign, uh, sign up at the Welcome Center um, and take some flyers, too. There's some flyers there to invite family and friends to VBS this year. The Walking Together in the Word devotion for the month of June is printed, and that's available for you at the Welcome Center as well. It's got a blue-colored cover. Uh, please take that home with you and use that for your devotions this upcoming month. Our elder for this weekend is Ken Kreitner. Ken is over here. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know Ken as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. Uh, God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and we share the peace of our Lord with each other, after which we will sing our entrance hymn together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us according to your promises in Christ Jesus. God, our merciful Father, has forgiven all our sins. He has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by his death on the cross and freed us from death by his resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from the 11th chapter of Numbers. 
So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke with him and took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But they did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide, since you spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from the second chapter of Acts. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came down from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Crete, the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully for what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in these days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord.
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord.
John, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for the sermon this Pentecost Sunday is that gospel reading appointed for this day from the Gospel of John. Um, Here again, just that small passage from John chapter 7. On the last and the greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. In America, we've, we've set aside tomorrow, May 29th, as Memorial Day, as you're undoubtedly aware. As that name suggests, that's a day to remember. It's a holiday that we set aside so that we remember all those who died in service to their country. And beyond the day that we get off of work or the sales in the stores, people have various ways of remembering. As a kid, I remember our family going to the cemetery and planting flowers and doing a little weeding and straightening up around the spaces around family gravestones. Maybe some of you remember doing that too. Maybe you still do that. There's other holidays that we enjoy, of course, Independence Day and Veterans Day and President's Day and a few others. And we all enjoy the time off of work that might come with those holidays or perhaps the time that we get to spend with family during those times. Jewish people had many holidays, many feast days as they called them too. In fact, many Jews and Jewish Christians still celebrate those feasts that we read about in the scripture. Festivals such as Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Passover and like we're talking about today, Pentecost. They too enjoyed a time away from work and the time to gather together with family. Most importantly, the time to worship and the time to praise their God and their Lord. There's another Jewish festival, Sukkoth is the name. It's a festival that's described actually in this gospel reading for today. In English, we know it as the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. Maybe some of you are familiar with that Jewish festival. I mean, even today, some Jewish families will put up tents or booths in their yards and the the kids will not only eat maybe their supper in the tents during the week-long celebration, but often sleep outside in the yard in in those tents overnight. Feast of Tabernacles had been commanded by God and was ordered to be a lasting ordinance for the Jewish people for generations It was an eight-day celebration of thanksgiving where they remembered how God provided for them over those 40 years when they wandered in the wilderness. According to the law of Moses, tabernacles or booths were built by each family and it was to remind them how their ancestors lived in the wilderness and how God took care of them. They would also use that feast to thank God for a good harvest. This would happen in the fall and to pray to God for the winter rains for the new crops that were coming the following year. This Feast of Tabernacles, it was a very, very happy time for the Jewish people. The people would even parade up to the temple. And in one hand, they carried palm branches or willow branches tied together with a golden thread and they would wave them in celebration. And in the other hand, they carried a citrus fruit, symbolic of the fruit of the promised land. And at certain points in the worship services on the days of that festival and as certain psalms were being read, read, the people would wave those those palm branches and the festive services included dancing and music. It was a festival of great joy 
as a people thank God for his blessings. There was also a certain point each day when a priest would carry water from the pool of Siloam to the temple in a large golden vessel. And there would be this big procession through the streets with songs and with waving, of course, those palm branches. And they had, a, they had a good time. It was a celebration. In fact, the Jews had a saying, he who has never seen the joy of the water drawing has never in his life seen joy. You can tell from that saying, it was a, it was a wonderful time for the people. And then on the, the last day of the feast, the Bible calls it the greatest day of the feast, with all that fanfare and that joy, the vessel of water was brought into the temple. The water was poured into a large bowl at the altar. And as that water was poured, Psalm 118 was spoken or chanted. It's a prayer of thanksgiving, and it's a prayer for prosperity for God's people. Oh, Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God and he has made his light shine upon us. With bows in hand, join in the festival procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. It was a joyful time and a happy and a thrilling time. It was a festival that Jesus had observed every year of his life. That was a requirement of a pious Jew. And it was celebra- he was celebra- celebrating it here again in this gospel reading appointed for this day. But honestly, I don't think it was the most joyful festival of tabernacles for Jesus. Rabbi that he was, Jesus spent that week teaching the people. John says that some people marveled at his teaching and believed. But a lot of people murmured about him. Some even hated him for what he said and what he did. A lot of remarks were thrown around that week. Some said, how is it that this man has such learning and yet he's never studied anywhere? John 7, verse 15. Some said, maybe the rulers know that he is the Christ and that's why they don't stop him. John 7, 26. Some said, he said he's going to his father and we won't find him. Where is he going? Is he going to Greece? John 7, 35. Some were even sent by the scribes and the Pharisees to capture and to arrest Jesus. But they returned to the Pharisees saying, no one has ever spoken like this man. John 7, verse 45. Some said that he was not right in the head. He was deranged. Some even said that he's demon-possessed. Meanwhile, the festival continues and all the singing and the waving and the branches and the palms and all the psalms being chanted and all the music and the dancing and the joy... It's the last day, the greatest day of the feast. One more pouring of the water at the altar. Then the thanksgiving prayer to God for his goodness. And then the prayer for rain and continued blessing on the crops. And there, then, in the midst of all of that, Jesus stands and he speaks to that whole assembly. You know, most rabbis sat to teach. Not Jesus, not this time. He's got something very significant to say. So he stands and he shouts it out in a loud voice because he wants everybody at that feast to hear it. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me 
and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Here, on the last day of that eight-day celebration, The people have been thinking about their need for water and for rain. Jesus reminds them they have a far deeper need, a need for water for their souls. And the drink that Jesus offers, it's not water poured from some golden vessel by a priest. He offers himself as a fountain of blessing. (laughs) And what a beautiful, simple invitation that Jesus offers. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty for the salvation of their souls? Then come to me. Is anyone thirsty? Come. And when you come, you will be coming to that one who came into the world for you, who will die on a cross for you, who will rise on the third day from the dead for you. Is anyone thirsty? And let me promise you something, Jesus goes on. Whoever drinks from me, whoever believes in me, out of you will flow streams of living water. The Holy Spirit will fill you up and it will flow out from you. (laughs) What a beautiful invitation and what a beautiful promise. Whoever drinks from me, living water will flow from them. You know, that's not exactly the way I would have said it if I was saying that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I would say something like this. If, if anybody drinks, his thirst will be quenched. He'll be satisfied. Jesus does not say it that way here. Jesus does not say, drink for me and you'll be satisfied. He says, drink for me, believe in me, and then that spirit will work in your hearts and in your lives, and you will then be a blessing to others because streams of living water will flow out from you. <laughs> It's a beautiful invitation, and that is a beautiful promise. Today, on this Pentecost Sunday, we are celebrating too as we worship and as we, as we thank him for his blessings. And we, we thank God for remembering us and being with us through his spirit. We pray God's blessings on our nation and upon our church and upon ourselves. And then, in the midst of our little festival today, we hear Jesus speak once again. It's a special invitation. Is anyone thirsty today? Anyone? Come to me and drink. I will give you living water. In fact, I will give you so much living water that it will overflow in your hearts and in your lives to others. You know, think about during the course of a year, how many invitations you might receive. Probably quite a few. And some of those invitations we're probably pretty glad to get, you know, an invitation to a wedding or a graduation or a confirmation, an invitation to a special dinner or a concert. Those Those are nice invitations to get. There are other invitations that are not so welcome that we receive. We find ourselves asking, do, do I really have to go? <laughs> How can I get out of this one? 
Today, Jesus extends an invitation. When he first shared his invitation, there, there were a lot of different kinds of reactions to it. Some callous, some friendly, some indifferent, some gracious. Some responded with love, and others responded with hate. What is the reaction to his invitation today? Is anyone thirsty? <laughs> Don't tell me there's no one who's thirsty. I know that so many are trying to quench their thirst in so many different kinds of ways. But if you're trying to quench your thirst apart from Christ, you will stay thirsty. Is anybody thirsty? Jesus says, Come, come to me and drink. What a beautiful invitation. Jesus offers his life, his death, his resurrection. He offers us the best that he's got. Is anybody thirsty? Come. Does anybody need refreshment, new life, hope, strength, mercy, grace, forgiveness? Come, Jesus says. Give me that precious life of yours and I will touch it, and I will enrich it. I will save it. And I will give to you living water. And that living water that flows in you will flow from you by the power of the Holy Spirit so you may be a blessing to others. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand as together we speak our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed as that's printed for you on page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
Please stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, you filled the hearts and the lives of your people. You empowered them to tell the good news of Jesus to all people in the world. We ask you to be present among us today. Open our ears that we may hear your holy word. Open our mouths that we may declare it boldly. Open our hands that we may be servants to all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, our lives are filled with troubles and fears, yet you are able to comfort and support. Be present now to work faith and forgiveness. Restore relationships which have been damaged by the reality of sin. Enable your people to speak words of forgiveness to each other and to live in the light of your forgiveness daily. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, graciously defend us from the destructive power of war and weather, illness and accidents. Watch over the men and the women of our armed forces and keep them from harm and danger. Lead us to make appropriate use of all the gifts of your creation, especially in our humble service to those less fortunate. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we remember before you all those who are sick and recovering, hospitalized or homebound. Grant healing and recovery for those who are in any kind of need and assure them with your abiding presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, we pray for those who grieve the loss of loved ones, especially Bill and Grace Green and their family upon the death of their daughter, Vicki Williams. Give to them the comfort and the peace that only you can give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you great thanks, Lord, with those who are celebrating special gifts of your grace, especially Joanne Witte and her family as they celebrate her birthday, Bill Miller and his family as they celebrate his 80th birthday today, and Bud Schultz and his family as they celebrate his 89th birthday today. We also praise and we thank you along with Ben and Dorothy Geis and grandparents Steve and Marcia Geis upon the birth of a baby boy, Elliot Reed, born this, a week ago Saturday. Protect Elliot and his parents and bless them in every way. And we praise you, Lord, along with Kenneth Mason and Annette Jones, who are, who are united at this altar yesterday afternoon. Bless them, Lord, as they begin life together as husband and wife. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, as summer camp here at Chapel of the Cross begins this week, we pray that your word may work in the hearts of the children who will attend. Give the directors and the counselors an extra measure of your grace and power as they share your message of hope and love with your children throughout this summer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Heavenly Father, on this Memorial Day weekend, we give you thanks for all who have laid down their lives in defense of our nation throughout the years. We ask you, Lord, to continue to preserve this nation and the freedoms that we enjoy. We praise you, Lord, that all who have fought the good fight of faith will receive from you the crown of everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend our, ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who sends to us your Holy Spirit, that with our hearts we believe in you, and with our mouths we confess your saving name. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them drink, and said, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together, O Day Full of Grace. <laughs>